Hmm, you're probably wondering how you got here. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. Good morning, Good everyone. Morning. It's Friday. Oh my goodness. It's the Woodworking Morning Show, and I'm Mark. And I'm Nicole. And uh, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Like You might go, wait, what? We're doing. How did a, I get here? Doing the same show, but the curtains are a little different. Yeah. And yeah, we moved the show from the Off Cuts channel to our regular Wood Whisperer channel. Uh, so those of you who are regulars, you might notice the difference. Um, if you're new here, mm-hmm. this is something we do every Friday. 9.30-ish. Yeah. We like to say ish. ish because we have two kids yeah. and they're home all the time. Uh, so we do this show. It's just a little fun morning show. We drink some coffee. We clear our throats, right? <laughs> you clear we, your throat. I don't clear my throat. We answer questions from the community. Um, the interesting thing is we get some questions directly from Patreon. Mm-hmm. So we have Patreon supporters uh, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But we also get questions from the live chat room. So if you have a question, Nicole is monitoring the chat. That's what I do. Just go ahead and ask. She'll pull the question. <clears throat> and there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of people so we don't always uh, answer all the questions mm-hmm. but we do our very best uh, now speaking of Patreon if you want to help us out that supports the show you get some things in return it's patreon.com slash woodwhisperer Patreon is having a little bit of a problem right now yeah I was getting a cloud flare yeah, uh, yeah. notification yeah. so they're having some issues this morning yeah. whatever whatever and I want to thank some people who helped us out in that way by going to Patreon that's Tobin Yoakum Mike Donaldson Brian Pulse Chris Drake and Brian Burris I get to send Mike some cool stuff. Oh yeah, you, you're gonna. He wants. What did he send to, you a lot of money? He did. He he did one of the higher ones. So you're gonna sign a book for him. Oh sweet. You're gonna get me a scrap piece. In fact, you probably give him the the the, the front, messed up the messed piece? up one and sign yeah. that, and I'll send it to him. Okay. So there's some cool rewards. It's just a chance to, you know. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm super excited about this because not only are we moving the live show over to the main channel. We're sort of having a new initiative, yes. right? This hit me the other night, and I'll tell you why. Because my kids, like, you know the whole kids say the darndest thing? And that whole thing, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> a lot of times kids hold up a mirror and show you what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe what you're doing wrong, yeah. Nicole. Yeah. We're in the car with our kids driving around, going to pick up some meats. <laughs> we had to drive a half hour to pick up some sweet meats. Uh, by the way, follow me on Instagram on barbecue. Uh, BBQ, sorry. All it's, the meats. All the meats, all the cooking. We, it's, it's a whole thing We now. probably shouldn't say we have the meats. That's like trademark. Oh, yeah. To, be careful with that. <laughs> Arby's. But I do like plural meats. Yes. So we're in the car, and Mateo is asking me questions. Now, he's like a YouTube connoisseur now. Like, he knows everything about <laughs> YouTube because he follows gamers and crazy people who do stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so annoying. But yeah. anyway, he's watching this stuff. And he says, he says something to me that, you know, kind of took me aback. And I actually have the clip here. I put it on Instagram as a story. So uh, let's see Mateo's insights. Yes. You're losing subs because you're not posting any videos. How dare you? <laughs> so he, he said, because he actually asked me before this point, he says, uh, Dad, how come you haven't posted a video in a while? And I was like, because it takes a long time to I'm build still projects, dude. Building the, building the desk or and the more, chair or whatever you want to call right, it. Right, right. More importantly, the, the two of you, like you and your sister, those are the two primary reasons yeah. why I'm not making more videos. This is true. <laughs> but he goes, well, but you're losing subs because <laughs> you're not posting videos. And I was like, listen, you little... Yeah, I used the S word. <laughs> I said, listen, uh, I'm not losing scamp. subs, first of all. You, you little scamp. <laughs> You little sweetheart. Uh, so here's the thing. We're not losing subs. We always have a slow growth pattern. That's what the Wood Whisperer has always been about. We've taken the slow road. The marathon <laughs> and not the sprint, right? We like to stop and get coffee on the way to wherever mm. we're going. Uh, but it did hit me that, you know what? I would like to produce more. And we do have a new employee starting at the end of this month. Uh, John is his name. He's coming in, you know, and and I can never have enough Johns Johns and Matts Matts. in my life. It seems like every cool person I meet either has one of those names. Although we we have a cool person named Todd. That's true. And we only know one Todd, Uh, right? Yeah. Maybe we should meet some more Todds. 
So anyway, it, it kind of hit me that maybe we will be able to up the pace a little bit on the free site content and just making more of the stuff you guys Commitment. like to watch. Yeah. And committing is what it, yeah. so by saying this publicly, you know, we could just say this internally and then I could change my mind next <laughs> yeah. week. But if I say it publicly, now I'm stuck. Oh, and I somebody's going to, somebody's going to clip this right yeah. here. And they're going to say, aha. <laughs> you said every two weeks. Mark. Yeah. So I am going to try to stick to an every two week schedule. And this means that, you know, I'm not gonna change the furniture that I make. This means you might see incomplete videos or parts of series uh, because I just can't build the things that I build in a timeline that fits on YouTube schedule, right? So we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited about it though. I just, I, I do like making more stuff. People sometimes think that I'm so focused on the guild that I don't have time for anything mm -hmm. else. It's not true. It's just furniture takes a long time to build. Some of those projects go to the guild. Some go to the free site. And we are still very much committed to the free site. Committed. All right, uh, let's get to some questions. I don't hey, think yeah. I have anything else to cover. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I do have one thing I want to show you. Working on that table. Yeah, hey, uh, so you guys know mistakes happen, right? Mistakes Sometimes things, you know, I make a mistake. Sometimes a manufacturer makes a mistake and a router bit breaks, right? Let me show you what happened yesterday. So I developed this little jig. So here, here's what I'm making. It's a drawer front for the desk that I'm working on. And you see these little parallelogram mortises. These are through mortises, so they have to be very accurate. Well, I had a little jig and I had a little bit. This is just a little flush trim bit uh, so that you put this on the drawer front, flip it over, and now we could flush trim to at least get, you know, most of this covered. It's a quarter inch bit. Uh, it wouldn't be perfect, but then I could just chisel the corners. So everything was going fine for a little bit. And suddenly I just noticed I was taking off a little bit more material than I would have expected to. And by the way, this was my prized drawer front. I had made a backup just in case, but this is the one that I wanted in the project. And what happened? Well, the bearing fell off. So fate. unfortunately, <laughs> fate, happened. fate intervened and said, no, sir, you will not use that piece of uh, curly white oak. You're gonna have to use the plain white oak piece. So this particular um, router bit here, most bearing guided bits that I have, you probably can't see the details here, but usually there's a little screw and maybe a washer up at the top. This one just has a retainer clip, a retainer like um, ring that goes on there. And I guess with the vibration or maybe the diameter of the clip wasn't perfect because at a certain point, even without a lot of pressure, uh, that clip fell off. And look what happens when that clip comes off. Bloop, there goes your bearings. So I wound up over routing the mortise. And uh, you know, some things are worth fixing. Some are not. This is not something on a show surface like this, as important as this was. There's no way I was gonna try to fix that. So this will uh, go toward making more delicious sweet meats. Nicole. Oh, is that what you're gonna? It's, or we could sign it for uh, for Mike. Okay, I could sign it for someone who wants me to sign. <laughs> he, a, he specifically said I, I'd like to have we'll a cut piece it right from, here from the desk. <laughs> and I'll autograph it and say, here's my screw up, Mike, enjoy. <laughs> this is what it's supposed to look like when it's done, right? Obviously, this is not just routing. This is, you know, some chiseling and stuff like that. So, you know, things happen. You make mistakes, you recover, you move on. I have to admit, I probably should have brought the prop up here because it's sitting on the floor right now. I don't lose my temper that often. No. But holy crap, did I lose my temper. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't here. I was really upset. <laughs> and I, I actually, at first, I walked away. I thought I was okay. And, I, and the then, then it hit me that I, number one, I don't have another bit. I like all these things uh, hit me all yeah. at once. And I just Hulk smash, pulled the headphones off, threw them on the ground. And now I'm buying a new set of 3M work tunes. Brian, Brian said, so you're saying you lost your bearings. <laughs> oh, I totally lost my bearings, my friend. It was, it was a sight to behold. Uh, Let me tell you. I'm just glad. You just got mad in here. That's why, like, when the kids get mad, just go to your room. <laughs> just you, can, you can be mad. Be you as can, mad as you want. You punch a pillow. You can have those feelings. Just don't do it around. Don't me. hurt yourself. Don't break anything. It's like, but I broke something. <laughs> so, um, you know, anger plus electronics plus woodworking—they don't mix. Yeah. Not a good combination. Not a good combination. Okay, so I've got some questions here pre-selected so from Patreon. this is a Q&A show. If you're new. Oh, by the way, yeah. this is a Q&A show. Uh, you know, we don't have, you know, with this uh, format, it's very difficult to do like full-on demos. Yeah. So if you're expecting that, I apologize. That's not really what we do most of the time here. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of question and answer. A lot of community. Yeah. So our, our chance to talk to you guys. Yes. Alan Lilich wrote in. He Alan. says, I recently used, you okay there? Yeah, I just. You sure you didn't just toot, Excuse Nicole? Excuse me. <laughs> I think you may have tooted. 
<laughs> the people on the uh, listening to the audio probably think I did. <laughs> yes, they probably did. Yeah, we also do this as a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I take the audio from this show. Uh, check any podcast player. Look for the Woodworking Morning Show. You should be able to find it if you want the audio. Okay, uh, I recently used tried and true varnish oil for the first time. I was surprised at how thick it was about like warm honey. Uh, do you use it as is or thin it a little bit? And look, you know, visual, visual aids, Nicole. Visual aids. I happen to have a very large can of tried and true. I'm gonna show it to you. Uh, tried and true is a polymerized linseed oil. That means if you just take linseed oil and give it a heat treatment, you get a little bit of polymerization that happens, makes the uh, finish a little more durable, helps it cure a little bit faster. And tried and true is one of my favorite brands. Funny thing is, if you answer a question and someone says, hey, what finish did you use? I say tried and true. And they're like, well, no. that's great that yeah. it's, you know, it's your go-to finish, but is could this, you give me the name brand? Is this the Danish one? Uh, this is varnish oil, I oh, think. Oh, varnish oil. I got the Danish oil in the Amazon store. Yeah, they're all kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, look at that. It is like honey. Uh, you certainly can dilute it. For me personally, when I use this finish, what I'm looking for are the food safe traits that this has. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like 100% food safe. You could use it on cutting boards, bowls, whatever. Uh, I'm looking for the all natural aspects of this finish. So thinning it is just not in the cards for me. I don't want to add mineral spirits, naphtha, paint thinner, all the things you could thin this with. My recommendation is just heat. If you put this in a little double boiler situation, warm it up, you loosen it up, the viscosity becomes a lot more easy to spread around. You could rub it into the surface. Very light coats on something like this. You do not want to put, uh, you don't want to flood the surface with this stuff. Uh, light coats on, rub off the excess and you're good. But heat is gonna be your friend. If it's cold, it's gonna be very hard and it will be a huge pain in the butt uh, to try to spread that stuff on the surface. When it hardens, is it no longer good? Like, hmm? how hard can it, you said it, it hardens. Can it get really hard or it like? Won't, it's not like wax. Okay. It's not gonna solidify. No, I've seen, I've seen around the shop, there, it mm -hmm. looked like a cookie. And it was oh, yeah. like well, hard. If, if you, a lot of times I'll leave in the bottom of a can, mm -hmm. you know, that I'm working out of, I'll leave the stuff in there and it starts to set up. This particular stuff will never get truly hard in a sense of like a little biscuit that you could throw mm -hmm. around. It'll get wrinkly. It'll, it'll be kind of gooey to an extent and it'll take a long time for it to fully dry. Someone said your mic. My mic's hot? Uh, no, it's not hot. What? It just says that it sounds like you're on the laptop mic. David says your mic might have died and is using the laptop. So just, well, I just wanted you to double check. That's not the case. Okay, never mind. It is tucked right into your shirt. Though. Well, listen, listen, I'm trying to do a live show here. Hey, it's lowered. It says Mark's mic lowered volume. Okay, I did lower it a little bit because I saw it was peaking, but I can put it back up. You, you guys are picky. You guys are picky, man. <laughs> I'm doing this show live. I'm gonna pop my peas. I'm trying to pop my peas over here. Okay, you have a question um, from the live stuff that we can go to? Who's Mike? <laughs> yeah, who is Mike? <laughs> this is Mark. <laughs> uh, some people, yeah, call me, some people call me Matt, some people call me David. Yeah, Somebody, some people call me Amy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David wants to know, how do I finish cedar to retain its color? Hmm. Cedar? Cedar. Doesn't it retain its color though? Well, no, I think if you're using cedar for like an outdoor project, just by virtue of living in an outdoor space, it tends to gray over time. There's not a whole lot you could do about that. I mean, you can hit it with a UV inhibiting finish, right? And that certainly helps. What are you doing? Is this you? Don't touch. They're saying you're hot. Uh, see, well, this is the thing. I okay, lower I'll it. I'll ignore the chat. Just you ignore just, the chat. Let's just, just do a show. You just focus and do a show. Oh my God. <laughs> and look, someone goes, it's great now. I don't know if that's because of the thing I just did yeah. or because I readjusted it. So it's stop fine. messing with me. Fine. Um, we'll just move along. So yeah, an outdoor finish has UV inhibitors in it. And the UV inhibitors will sort of slow that process down. So if you put a piece of furniture outside especially something like cedar, teak. These are things that naturally want to gray over time. 
you could fight it. And the fight is by continually reapplying a finish or refinishing it, you know, once it starts to look a little bit bad. Uh, so it depends on how you want to commit to this piece of furniture. Um, I've got plenty of pieces out there, some uh, chairs, I've got Adirondack chairs. Those are made out of a couple different types of mahogany. Those would also gray over time, but I'm like refinishing those every few years, or at least maintaining the finish in a way that allows the UV inhibitor to continue to protect the wood. So that's really about, it's just the maintenance thing and using a finish with a UV inhibitor and preferably, you know, keep it under some kind of cover, right? Or overhead cover if you can. Oh, guess what? We have some super chats. Uh, Adam says, just want to, you know, make sure everyone knows you sound fine and damn, you fine. <laughs> He says. So, so why is somebody at the front door? I have no idea. And I don't have my phone to check. So. It's okay. We're good. It, it's nothing important. Hopefully the kids don't answer it. Uh, hi, there's a uh, fire in your front lawn. I'll check. <laughs> I do we'll have do questions the, to keep we'll me busy. Do the, we'll do the super chats after I get One back. thing you got to realize about this live show is that we have uh, two kids in a house and we're doing our show at our house. So sometimes things happen, but we persevere. Things happen. David Archibald wrote in. He says, uh, Mark, I purchased a combination square and placed it up against a square set that I bought a while ago. And to me, it seems the combination square is out of square. Is there any way to fix this? Well, there could be. Could definitely be. Let me see. I heard a truck run. It was probably mail. It was just package. Yeah, package. Uh, So combination squares generally, you know, kind of operate the same way. You've got a little pin in there that rides in this groove. You tighten that up and it holds it down to the body of the square. And it's the body of the square that's going to determine how this piece sits in that space, whether it sits crooked or if it's perfectly square. So first thing I want you to do, you know, testing a square against a square is always a good idea if you're absolutely 100% sure that that other square is square. It might not be, right? So one good way to test it if you don't, if you're not 100% sure, just take a nice piece of material that has at least one jointed side, one side that you know to be straight. Take your square and a pencil, draw a line, right? Then flip your square over and then go up to that line, draw another line. So if what you end up with is a single line, then you know your square. If it's kind of, you know, off a little bit and you wind up with something that becomes kind of like a taper, then it's not square and then you have something to fix, right? So assuming that's the case, assuming you do have something to fix, um, let me just show you what I would recommend. I really don't like taking sandpaper to tools most times, but if you absolutely must, uh, you could take this guy out and inside there, you guys aren't going to be able to see it with this shot, but there are little, um, there's like a little ridge, a little raised area there. And that spans from this side all the way to the other side. So if you change the shape of that, right? If you you take a high spot down or something like that, you can actually change the way that this sits in there. And one viable option is to take sandpaper, fold it over, and you guys know I'm not gonna do this on my Starrett gauge, right? Because it's it's fine and I don't wanna mess it up. But slide that bad boy in there and actually you're gonna probably have to take this pin out and just go back and forth and work it down. And you wanna, you know, obviously you wanna work the side that's going to correct the out of square-ness of this. If you have some kind of a file, that'd be better, I think, than sandpaper. Uh, you know, you could have a little bit more control over what's going on here, but even sandpaper will work. Uh, if you don't have, you know, let's say you have a really, really inexpensive square and this is aluminum, just be careful. Uh, aluminum is very soft and it won't take much to start changing that shape, but it's gonna be a real trial and error process. So whether this is worth it to you to do or not, totally up to you, but it can be done. People do it. I haven't done it. Thankfully, my squares are square, uh, but that's a, you know, it's a solution, especially if you got like a box store, uh-huh. $8, $10 square. It's, it's something that uh, makes it a viable, viable square to work with. You got questions? Mm, I always have questions. Okay. Bradley, Bradley Lee mm-hmm. says, do you need multiple types of planes to start woodworking or will a combination plane and a number five plane work for starters? Yeah, I mean... It really depends on your goals. If you are looking to go like all Neanderthal, completely hand tool, you need a range of planes, joinery planes, uh, planes that allow you to um, go through the course, the medium and the fine aspects of milling boards. But if you're just starting out, sometimes you don't have the budget for that, right? So a, a jack plane is a really good solution. So that's actually as a hybrid woodworker, this is what I use the most. You gotta, um, 
You got a sole on this thing that's long enough that you could do jointing and flattening operations, but you can also tune it so that you could do smoothing as well. You could do edge jointing. Um, a, a jack plane is just that. It's a jack of all trades, sort of master of none, though when you get a really good jack plane, it kind of does smoothing as well as a smoother. It's just got, you know, a longer surface here. So if there's little undulations in the surface, it might not be able to work with that as like well as a smoother. Word. Undulations. Undulations. Do you also like the word unctuous? No, I like undulations. I like unctuous. I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> it's not unctuous though. I can tell you that much. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's a good place to start. Uh, you may later, if you go all Shannon Rogers on this thing, you may later decide that, you know, this actually becomes your least used plane because now you have a smoother. You have a number seven or another eight, a number eight for jointing. You got a bunch of joinery planes and a block plane. This may not be something you use all the time, but if you want a small selection of the planes, you know, something like this would be a pretty good option. Let's see. I got a super chat here from super chat. David Hunter says, hi, folks, with Patreon very likely going under for their antics. What's what's their antics? I don't know about this. Maybe they're going under today. (laughs) Will you add subscriber stars or YouTube membership as an option to support you? Cheers. That's a great question. That's a great question. And the answer is yes. Now that we've moved the show to the main channel, Mm -hmm. we are considering the membership option. I'm having some professionally done emojis and badges. Because I'm not a graphics designer. The people have been asking for it. Nobody asked. We want for those it. custom emojis, baby. <laughs> Let's get them. So I'm just working it. It'll be very um, simplistic, though. What's going on with Patreon? I don't know. I mean, I know there have been things. A lot of people don't like using Patreon for various reasons, mm-hmm. censorship, things like that. But I didn't hear anything about them likely going under. Yeah, yeah I didn't have any. Is that truth or is that speculation? I think that might be speculation. I haven't heard anything about yeah. like the likelihood of going under. Because I just got an email under. about um, opening up other currencies. Yeah. So did you uh, did you hear the whole thing about TikTok? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, TikTok. You I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, you don't stop, ain't true anymore. Yeah. TikTok may be stopping. Yeah. What's we'll up see. with that? Okay. Fernando. Oh, by the way, this is an apolitical show. Yes. We may talk about something like that, but we will not get into politics. No. Um, Fernando Riviera did a super chat and bought you a cup of coffee. So thank you, Fernando. Thank I, you, Fernando. I love saying your name. Fernando. Fernando. You have to roll the R. No, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right, Nicole. Fernando. And then Robert Price did a super chat, but didn't ask a question. So, Robert, I'll keep my eye out for you in the chat. Okay, Ryan Murray wrote in. He said, I tuned up a bandsaw according to the snodgrass method in your video. My blade still produces a rather rough surface when resawing. Uh, I've got a new Rikon 14 325TG. I'm using the stock 5 8 4 TPI blade. Would upgrading the blade give a smoother result? Uh, if so, would you, what would you recommend? I can go up to three quarters. I don't have a planer, so smoothing by hand is a lot of work. Okay, I'm going to recommend the one that I have. It's, an, it's actually an expensive blade. The Lennox 3 tooth per inch, half inch bandsaw blade. So it's from, uh, I got this one from bandsawbladesdirect.com. You think it's on Amazon? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a carbide tip blade. If you really need a smooth surface, you can't go, you can't really get much better than a carbide tip. Uh, carbide tip starts to act a little bit more like a table saw blade, right? With those little teeth on it. Uh, stock blades are fine. And I love people, like I always recommend that people use that stock blade, right? Because you need to know what an upgrade is for. Upgrade. So if you immediately just throw away the stock blade and go to some really high quality blade, you don't really have any, you know, sort of frame of reference for why that blade is better. So I always recommend use the stock blade, excuse me, get to know it. And then upgrade later and you go, whoa, okay, this is why it's worth spending $150 on this blade or whatever the price is. So Lennox is good, but if you don't want to go that route, there are non-carbide solutions out there. Uh, Timberwolf makes some good blades. Uh, Let's see, um, Highland Woodworking has the wood slicer that's a pretty good blade. Um, Less expensive, won't last as long as the carbide, but still pretty darn good blades. And yes, to answer your question, even if you're totally tuned up with the Snodgrass method, that's not going to make a inexpensive blade cut cleaner, mm-hmm. right? You need a better blade to do that. Unless, unless the, the lack of cleanliness is part of the, the setup problem. But in your case, if you did the method, it's not. You're just, you know, it's just the way the blade is cutting. Harry wants to know, so what's going to happen to our offcuts channel? Probably sell it to a Chinese company. <laughs> no, no, we're not. I don't know. I mean, we've got what, 30,000, well, 40,000 subscribers? We've been doing this since 2006. He changes his mind a lot. Daddy needs options. <laughs> I need some options. So we will probably keep the channel. Um, 
if I get inspired to do more vlog type content, and there, sometimes we might, that goes to a second channel. Well, and we might be, there might be something coming. What you talking about, something Willis? Something new coming. I don't even know what you're talking about. We had a conversation about it yesterday. And we know. installed an app and tried it out. Yeah, well, that's got nothing to do with but that. Could be on off, that could be on that channel. Maybe. I don't know. The, the answer is we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? You think we got this together? No. <laughs> this is all, the, the, the Wood Whisperer is just a series of bad decisions. Good, and good decisions. <laughs> that we accidentally ended up into a place where we could, you know, oh my sort of God. make a living off of it. All right. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I got a question here from Sebastian. He says, no matter what I do, I always get a surface film forming in my can of Rubio Monaco. I'm always using Bloxygen, but it doesn't seem to do much. I took this picture. Here we go. Boink. Five days Boink. after using the can, I've used Bloxygen and closed the can tightly. Well, oh, no. I got to say, I don't really have this problem. It doesn't really happen that often to me. And I think part of the reason... That's a cool picture, though. It is a cool picture. <laughs> part of the reason may simply be the volume of air in your can. If that's what you typically do, where you use a lot of it and there's only a little bit left... I would pour it in a different can, right? Pour it in a different container. Reduce the volume of air on top of it. Bloxygen is really good, but if you have to, you know, if you have a little bit of finish and you got this much air on top of it, that's really asking a lot. Uh, so... Most of my cans, I mean, I only use a little bit and it takes me a long time to get down really low. And I probably would have the same thing happen if my level went down really low. Uh, so that would be my recommendation. If this is something you're frequently doing, think about smaller containers. Think about a product like the Stop Loss Bag, if you've seen those. I haven't used them in a long time, but um, it seems to be a good product where you actually put it in a little bag that has no air in it. Um, then that would be it. Get it into a smaller container, reduce the volume of air, and it should help. Harry is asking why the video is at 480p. Uh, maybe you need to set it. Check your settings. Else. I don't know. We're broadcasting at a, a HD, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, full, we should be full HD. Usually, uh, YouTube will detect your input and adjust it as needed. Yeah, they'll give you they'll give you what you deserve. <laughs> is what happens. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I got another super chat. Mm -hmm. This one is from Johnson Crafted Woodshop. And okay. he says, I'm working on live edge floating shelves, walnut oh, nice. and olive. I'm looking for hidden hardware to support the weight. Any suggestions? Well, kind of hate the fact that you paid $4.99 to, answer, uh, to ask a question that I can't answer. I don't know. What uh, about CS, uh, CS Hardwood? Or, what? CSW Hardwood. Where you get your screws. They, they have all kinds okay, of stuff. hardware. Yeah, that's what I meant. But there's also CS Woods, which is a local yeah. slab company, which is why I'm getting confused. So it's CS Hardware. So CS Custom Service Hardware is a company that sells lots of different hardware. They might have a solution, but I don't know. I, I actually have not looked into floating shelf hardware. Wall anchors and, and look, hangers. here's where the chat room comes in handy. Oh, yes. Someone in the chat room, guaranteed, has a good suggestion or at least a video of someone who, who did something similar. But I don't have a good answer for you. I'm sorry. I'll link to cshardware.com in the chat. Mm -hmm. um, that question usually is, where, Mark, where do you get your screws? Where you get your screws? <laughs> where do you get your screws? <laughs> Wherever I can. <laughs> so. Da -dun -dun. Okay. Check them out. Mike Davies wrote in, kind of related to our question earlier. He says, what's the second plane to buy after the low angle jack for someone who uses machines to mill their lumber? Uh, kind of waffling between the shoulder plane, rabbiting block plane, and router plane. Uh, am I in the right area at least? Okay, I'm going to recommend. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different directions you can go, kind of depending on your goals. But I really do like the joinery planes. So here is a shoulder plane. And here's the other one I would probably recommend. That's your router plane. Okay, so your shoulder plane, this is gonna come in handy when you are trimming uh, tenon cheeks. Okay, so let's say you cut some tenon cheeks on a table saw, they're a little bit too fat, so you put them on the workbench, give a couple little passes. Um, I actually do like the large format version. Uh, if you have small hands, they do make these in smaller sizes that you might find a little bit more comfortable. This is the medium shoulder plane. <clears throat> this one is a large. And I actually just like the wider blade. You know, most of my tenons, uh, well, I, yeah, I would say most of my tenons will fit within this width here. So you can get it in one pass, which is kind of nice. So that's handy for tuning tenons, but perhaps an even better multitasker is the router plane. 
because you can use this to trim tenons as well. Uh, and this is a, you know, something you can use on dados, um, you know, rabbits, things like that. So I would say, honestly, I would go with the router plane. I think the router plane as a second purchase is gonna be more versatile, will do more things for you uh, than a shoulder plane would. So I'm gonna go router plane. I'm voting for the router plane. All right, what else we got? Will we do another question? Mm-hmm, sure. Okay, Gary Grimm says, currently have a DeWalt 735 13-inch planer and a porter cable 6-inch jointer, and I'm thinking it's time to upgrade. Which would you prioritize if you could only pick one to upgrade? Any recommendations on features to look for? Okay, so you got a DeWalt 735 porter cable 6-inch. I'm going to go, now normally if someone doesn't have one of these and they say, do I go jointer or planer first, I say get a planer because you can a lot of times buy material uh, that's pretty close to what you want. You could skip plane, you could put uh, sleds through the planer to get nice flat surfaces, and you can edge joint with a router table, you can edge joint with a router, you can edge joint with a hand plane, right? So that's why I always say get the planer first. Now you've got both of them. I find the six inch jointer, um, the, the, what is it, the porter cable you have? Where am I? Lost my place. I think that that one is probably, yeah, porter cable, six inch jointer. Uh, I don't know if that is a floor standing model or if it's a bench top model. Especially if it's a bench top model, that's gonna be the upgrade I think that's gonna do the most for you. There are people that I know that have a 13 inch planer, even though it's a, a, a DeWalt 735 um, and it's a lunchbox style planer, it still does everything up to 13 inches, right? So I've got a floor standing planer. Is it a little bit more industrial? Yeah, and it's only 15 inches, but in the end I can still only plane a 15 inch wide board. If you had a 15 inch DeWalt, it would still be able to do the same things that mine can do, right? Now a six inch jointer, you know, bench top version is very limited in the length of the boards that you can do. You're limited by six inches in width. So I would absolutely upgrade that jointer first and then you can probably do, you know, keep that DeWalt uh, for the rest of your woodworking career. If you want to upgrade later, you certainly can. Uh, but I know lots of people who have a big jointer but still use a DeWalt 735 or whatever that other bigger one is um, as their, their primary jointer. It's perfectly fine. I just want to give a shout out to MB. He says, thanks for what you do. Starting woodworking because of you, it's been a lifesaver helping cope with PTSD and adjusting back to civilian life after retiring from the Army. Wow. So I just wanted to... Well, thank you for your service. Yes, thank you for your, for your service. And... We'd love to see what you're making. There are a lot of people, uh, we've heard that over the years, yeah. that it's a, a good stress reliever and it helps people focus on something when their mind tends to want to go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Quilting for me is a good... Yeah, that's a similar thing. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my therapy. Your, uh, cha your uh, parenting post-traumatic stress. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, also, you may want to look into Rob Cosman's stuff. He does a lot of things with, uh, with the military. Yes. He uh, has events and things at his shop um, to help support a lot of military. So yeah, he's, he does he's, some scholarships. Um, yeah, he's got some good programs. Yeah, robcosman.com. Yeah, so if you haven't checked out Rob, do. Corey Pelton says, so I dove into the maddening world of CNC. After some trial and error projects, I've now found my groove, and I love this thing. I know you're not really a CNC guy, but what, what does it take to be a CNC guy? Do you have to? I, I, every sing, time you uh, say CNC, I think CNC music, music factory. I'm just a, a squirrel trying to get a nut to move your butt, Nicole. Okay. So, well, I do own a Corey CNC. Corey is a CNC music factory guy. Right. But I, I, I own a tell. CNC, so I'd like to. Can I be in the club <laughs> yes. or not? I don't yeah. know. Okay, he says, but have you used it for any guild projects or plans to use it? I realize it would be a really small subset of guild members that would be able to follow along, but I would love to see what you can come up with. Okay, so I would like to provide CNC content. I may not be the guy to provide that. So this is what makes the guild great is we go out to people who specialize in these things and we have them do it. We document their <laughs> process. So there are people like Daryl Peart. There's a gentleman, uh, Tim. Uh, Seleski, I believe, who lives in the area with uh, where Daryl lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is... See, there's people who use CNC to do typical CNC things. They make signs, they make templates, they make you know, plaques, they do those sorts of things. Then there is a subset of CNC users who are using it to facilitate uh, building solid wood furniture, right? Not just plywood stuff. And that is almost a whole different art and sort of science to it. 
So I may personally never get there. Um, you know, I love woodworking with the hands-on tools. I love a mix of hand tools, power tools. CNC is incredibly powerful, but I'm not 100% sure how much I'm personally going to incorporate that into my work. But there are people who specialize in that. So if I go, you know, if I go to them and say, hey, let's do a series on how to use a CNC for building furniture. You know, and again, not just plywood furniture, solid wood furniture. How do we make these mortise and tenon joints? How do we, you know, make whatever your mind can, can imagine? How do we make the CNC do that? So, yes, yeah, something like that is definitely in the cards for the future. It just won't be me as the instructor. So uh, the question David is asking mm-hmm. everyone, he's like, is everybody else at 480? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to check. Um, the uh, Maybe they're just... Um, I just found out they are limiting it. It's not you. It's not me. It's YouTube. Oh, YouTube. They are, and I'll I'll share the link that I found. They are um, throttling uh, all videos to 480. I don't even know if it's all live video. I think it's all videos. Weird. Um, Because there's just a massive amount of people using it right now. Mm -hmm. So, So look at that. You, yeah. enough on this page, Patreon suffers massive lawsuit loss. Yeah, they, lo- they lost, and that's... Well, that's a bummer. That's the bummer. Okay. All, so. so, yeah, I mean, sometimes YouTube is the boss here. So they, they, they make these decisions unilaterally, and there's nothing we so can I'll do. So I'll link to the video for you. You're, you're not going uh, crazy. It, it really is. Well, then what are we broadcasting at 1080p We're for? not. No, I mean, we are. We're yeah. sending out yeah, a 1080p yeah, yeah, signal. Yeah. They're just squeezing it down. Yeah, everybody's at 480. You can't okay. you can't fix it. Well, enjoy those pixels, baby. You it's, know what? In 480p, we look better. It's the concept you'd be like there's old TV shows that get remastered true. and you see the makeup and things that they did and you're like, "Ooh, maybe this shouldn't have been remastered in HD." So we our skin looks smoother, oh, yes. right? Less fewer blemishes, Nicole. Okay, Tony Tang wrote in. He says, Tony. "I came uh, came to a design of a table leg." Where the leg structure partially goes through the tabletop. Let's take a look at his design here. Oh, lucky. If I make the desk out of solid wood, will this be okay? The closest distance between the legs at the top is 7 inches. The farthest is 13 inches. I hope this link works. Yeah, it does work. No problem, Tony. I don't like this, Tony. Um, not because of the design in terms of you know its visual appearance, but the structural issues that may come about. Heaviness right there? Nope, not the heaviness. What we're worried about is if you look at where those legs poke through the top, this is also his concern. You got those legs poking through, and while the grain is aligned, normally those legs and the table would kind of move in unison. The rails that connect the legs to each other, those aprons, those are restricting the movement of the legs. They're locked, right? So if that tabletop wants to move back and forth, it's expanding and contracting, but those legs are sticking up. They are not going to move with it. You've got a bar there that's connecting them to each other. Uh, at 7 and potentially 13 inches, you can go to like Woodbin and look at the um, wood movement calculator there and see in your environment how much movement that is going to have to endure. Sometimes we can allow this stuff to happen. Wood actually is flexible, so you can get away with it sometimes, but sometimes not. So if you are trying to stack the cards in your favor for success and not having problems down the line, that is a design that sets off a red flag. So I would not necessarily do that. I wouldn't recommend you do that, but you can do some research. You could look into maybe quarter sawn material for your top that will limit how much the top wants to expand and contract. And, and hopefully that will, that will work for you. But still, you are, you are breaking a wood movement rule with that design. So you have to possibly rethink it. Or just do it and see what happens. The project I'm doing right now with this desk, kind of interesting. Uh, in the first video, and this will be on the free site, in the first video I'm going to explain how there are two, at least two that I can think of, general woodworking rules that I'm breaking, right? And I'm going to explain why I'm breaking them and why I think it's okay to break them uh, in this particular situation. There are times we can do that. What else we got? Breaking the rules, breaking the rules. I am something of a rebel, Nicole. (laughs) You know? There are times, look, there are times where I'll put a lid on a can and I will not spray Bloxygen in there because I'm like, F you people. I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. I'll I'll let my finished skin over all I want. Back (laughs) off. Ray Gilmore wants to know, where can you get one of those shirts? Well, right now, the only place you can get them is in my bedroom. I keep them in the top top shelf. (laughs) 
Nicole made this for I me. I made it. And are, I, we, I still have the, the, the screen prints. Yeah, but. we were considering uh, her making these, but then the uh, the COVID hit. Yeah, the COVID. And then Nicole started making masks. And I, I, became, and I, was a, like, I became a teacher. Yeah. I started making a home, masks. A homeschooler. Yeah, homeschooler. And I'm like, do you really want to have to make hundreds of shirts in the basement right now? Yeah. Is that what we want to do? I think, if anything, my mom's going to finally be here uh, in Eventually. a couple of weeks. Eventually. Eventually. When, you know, when she sees fit yeah. to come back. <laughs> she has a place to stay now. Um, we are going to find a local printer, and yep. we'll get all of our T-shirts, you know, Wood Whisperer, Wood Talk, Guild, mm -hmm. all them, including this one. Yep. And we'll have these made, and then so you guys can uh, pick one up. if you know of a good screen printer in the Denver area, shoot me an email, Nicole, at thewoodwhisperer.com. Yeah, we haven't even looked, but we'll take yeah, recommendations. I'll take a recommendation. Faux show. Okay, Patrick wrote in. Patrick says, Mark, I just bought your books and uh, want to say they are a wealth of information. Well, thank you, Patrick. If you're not aware, I wrote two books. Yep. Technically three. I don't count the third one because it's self-published. But I have two yeah. books. If you go to twwstore.com, you can find them. Or Hybrid, you can find them in Amazon. Too. Or Amazon. Or even a local bookstore. Local bookstore. If, you still, if people still go there. I actually like to go into our local bookstore. I haven't been in months. Yeah. And I, I look to see if Essential Joinery is there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if it's not on the display shelf, like you know how they have an upper thing where a couple of them are on display. I grab it, put it on the display shelf. I go, hey, Nicole, do you have a pen? <laughs> and I, I autograph it. And I put it back there. The the, uh, <clears throat> the bookstore workers are like, uh, he's back. Yeah, this guy's back. <laughs> this guy's back. Like, and they're like, we to don't even face our property. We don't even have that skew in our system. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I got my book, put it up there. I didn't say that they <laughs> they had it in stock. I just brought it with me. Uh, now Barnes and Noble usually does have yeah, uh, do. essential joinery, uh, and, and you know I was apprehensive about signing a book like that because it is it's not my property. It's it's kind of defacing it. But I think someone who buys the book. I was convinced, I believe by Twitter, I was convinced that I should, if I'm in the store and I, I quickly can do it discreetly, Damn. that I should do it, that people would like that. So there it is. There it is. Oh, he had a question. <laughs> Turn that into a commercial for the books. Uh, Patrick says, what finish would you use on a kitchen countertop made of maple? What did we, what's R and R's? Rubio? Granite. No, no, no. The kitchen table. Okay, that's a kitchen table. He's a kitchen countertop. Oh, kitchen counter. Oh, sorry. I misunderstood. <laughs> we have a fine layer of granite on top of the wood, Nicole. Yes. It's probably just OSB beneath that. Uh, let's see. So I, these days, I've been going a lot more toward hard wax oils. And I think if we had a wooden countertop, I'd want something with a little bit of a film-like quality and something that would certainly be deemed food safe. I would probably look into... Osmo products. I'm really a fan of that when I want something that kind of looks like it's a film. You could do something like Rubio, but that is not... Rubio is a little bit more close to the wood looking. With Osmo, you can kind of pad it on or roll it on, and you could leave that on the surface. You can't build that much of a film uh, with Rubio products. So Osmo has a couple different products, including a top oil, which is specifically something that they would recommend for kitchen countertops. So I, I, that's actually what I would do. Very easy to repair, still repels water. Uh, you get a little bit of that heat resistance with it, but if you have a problem, you can spot, repair, fix it up, apply some more finish, and you're good to go. You're that, good that's to what go. I would use. Good there are to tons, go. tons of other products that may suit your particular tastes a little bit better, but that's that's what I'd recommend. Uh, the finishing matrix. <clears throat> Should we get the finishing matrix out? Oh, boy. The finishing matrix and the, uh, what did I call it? The uh, durability paradox yes. or something like that. Yeah. So um, that is that. That is that. And we're nearing the end of the show. Nicole, do you have any more I, I do. questions? Uh, my, Matthew Lay says, is there a way to repair a dado cut in plywood that's in the wrong place? Yes. Put a patch there. Sometimes you could just cut another piece of plywood. Mm -hmm. If you got a planer or a drum sander, thin it out to, you know, or bandsaw it, you know, get it to the point that it's a little bit thinner and drop a little patch in there. I've done that. I've done it before, especially like if you're doing shelves on the inside of something and you have your little divider there, maybe you put it in the wrong spot. A lot of times if you fill that and it's right below the shelf, it's in a shadow. A lot of times you're not even going to see it. So yeah, definitely try to patch it. And if you can, keep the grain running the same way, you know? So, and in plywood, that's a little bit easier than, than solid wood. So just try to cut yourself a little cross grain piece, get it to the right size, pop that sucker in there. And hopefully it's close to where you want to actually have your dado. And this way you can uh, just kind of hide it. <laughs> Plan D says, can I get Mark to sign my PDF copy of finishing and ain't over till it's over? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> 
All right. We're making, you probably can't people read. listening, we're doing finger. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Forgot that there is an audio <laughs> component to this. Uh, let's see here. I got another question from... Well, I got one here. Oh, okay. From Shen Senmax. Senmax. Okay. So Genmax says, hi, Mark. During my recent move, my friend broke my drill press. Whoops. Oh, what a turd. Um, with friends like that, who needs enemies, right? Yeah, Nicole? right. <laughs> I'm bummed out and can't muster up the courage to start fixing it or do anything with wood since then. Any advice to reboot my passion? Mm. All right. I'm going to give you some tough love here. Why, why is your friend not replacing <clears throat> it? Uh, well, it's like when, when my mom dropped our pan... <laughs> Or our little pot, yeah. like our favorite little pot. Yeah. With it, it now has a massive dent. It's like bronk. And uh, I don't see a replacement pot yeah, anywhere. No, we I just know. we just live with it. You know how well a lid fits on a dented pot? It doesn't. It doesn't, Nicole. It doesn't, <laughs> Mom. It doesn't fit. <laughs> so, just dropping hints. You know, Christmas is coming. <laughs> so here, here's here's the tough love talk. Um, why, why the hell does a broken drill press stop you from wanting to do woodworking? Uh, I, I can't even fathom how your how head got you, there. How often do you use your drill press? I used it yesterday. Yeah. And that was the first time in uh, maybe two weeks. Yeah. The drill press, like, if I, if I could lose a tool today and not be affected by it, the drill press would probably be the tool that is the least likely to, to be used on any particular day. It's a good tool. I like having it. But if I broke it or if it just miraculously wasn't there... That would in no way impair my ability to make things, right? So if your passion is tied to making things, forget about the drill press. What do you need the drill press for? Like, uh, drilling you're... holes, Nicole. <laughs> Just drilling holes. Just drilling holes. Drill holes. Screw it. It's the end of the year. The end of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so look, I mean, I'm going to smack you around a little bit and say, you know, what's the deal? What's the problem? Is there something else going on? That has you upset about this? That the drill press has you, you know, losing your passion for woodworking? It's crazy talk, man. So identify your passion. If your passion is this, making this things... This is your reboot. Mark is giving you Yeah, your here's reboot. your reboot is a kick in the butt. Uh, I'm going to say this, though. Maybe he makes, like, cribbage boards. Yeah. And that's all he makes. Oh, that's true. So now he uh, can't yeah. do the holes or uh -huh. something. Okay, maybe that's the case. Let's allow for that, and I'll back off a little bit. But if that's not the case... You know, water under the bridge, man. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Try to fix it when you have time. But how about building something, right? Just build something that doesn't require the drill press. And that's like 75% of the stuff out there. Maybe more. Mm -hmm. uh, that's actually an accurate number. I did research just now. <laughs> did you just research it in your head? <laughs> yeah. Like a computer? And, and move on, man. Uh, there's just no reason to, to, to not have passion about woodworking because of a drill press. Uh, woodwork learner has some wise information. He says, a wise man told me once, never lend what you can't afford to give. <laughs> I like that. I do too. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I do it. Like, I'm like, all right, I might not see this again. This there must be why go. I don't lend anything. <laughs> Can I borrow this? Nope. Nope. <laughs> but you have five of them. Nope. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Todd said, TWW Counseling Corner. <laughs> I'd be a terrible counselor. <laughs> Probably. I would be like the SNL scared straight version of a counselor. You're like Chris Farley. <laughs> gonna live down by the river. <laughs> it's just a drill press, van, boy. The van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, see, you didn't know what you're gonna... If you're new to this, you're like, what? Look. Hey. It's all about us having a good time. Whether anyone else enjoys it is almost irrelevant. You're just along for the ride. <laughs> We're having fun. That's all that counts. Uh, Honestly, I thought about it. I'm like, what is our excuse for bringing it to the, the main channel? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's well, good enough now? Yeah. <laughs> like for a long time. It took five years to get there. <laughs> I took a long time and I feel like, you know, we made it. We're like, this is a show that people enjoy. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. It'll just, you know, it'll happen every Friday and you can ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's actually a good show. If I can toot my own horn for a minute. Toot. It's a lot of fun. I like, uh, I like counseling people. Anyone else have any emotional issues, yeah. marital issues, anything no, I can no, help no, no, with? No, no, no. That's for the after show, <laughs> which we didn't... We do have an after show, which yeah. is more ca even more casual so, than yeah, this one. If you are a uh, supporter on soon-to-be-defunct Patreon... You actually have access to an after show. It's yep. about like a half hour, 20 yeah, minutes, 30 20 minutes, minutes, where we just talk ish. mostly about off-topic things. Yeah. That we'll still answer woodworking questions, but most of it is non-woodworking questions. So you get access to that 
automatically just by being a supporter on Patreon. Well, it's automatically as in you got to click the link. I'll, I'll put the link in the chat yeah. for the Patreon post that has the YouTube video. <laughs> I like this, the Gordon Ramsay of woodworking. I want like two slices of bread and be like, repeat after me. <laughs> I am an idiot sandwich. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Some of that. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. What a oh day. Oh, oh sorry, boy. my mic's going into my shirt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. it, anything we else pre- before we go? I mean, let me just make double, 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 check. double trouble. You oh, guys want? Uh, there might be a, a Patreon. You or want a my, my parenting opinions? No, I got some. I got Come some to the opinions. after show for that. We can mm-hmm. a little bit more intimate. <laughs> uh, we got a yeah. question here from. Did I ever ask? No, I didn't. Rob Kenny, the super chat, building a cabinet out of BB ply, Baltic birch. Oh, okay. Uh, that is larger than the five by five size of the raw Baltic bird sheet. Uh-huh. Is there a way to join the ply edges to the end to get more length? Um, yeah, I mean, you can use biscuits. You can use dominoes. You could use dowels. I'm going to recommend that you don't do this, though, Rob. <laughs> you could do this, but don't do this. I see that you're from Canardia. <laughs> and in Canardia, you probably, I don't know, you might have access to different things. Uh, here in the States, at least... We can get things that are four by eight. It, not every you know vendor actually has them, but you can get Baltic birch ply. It might be. I always get them confused. The guys at uh, Austin used to school me on this. I don't mm-hmm. remember the names. It could be like a Russian birch. Excuse me, but you can get it in a four by eight sheet. So if you want the 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 multi layered, what is it, eleven layers? Bradley says inside scarf Baltic joint? birch scarf joint. But don't even bother. Like I guess unless if you have the material and you're stuck with it. Then you got to do what you got to do. But I wouldn't even bother. Get a 4 by 8 sheet of Baltic birch, Russian birch, whatever it's called, and go from there. Because honestly, there's really, I mean, yes, you can join plywood together, but it's not like solid wood. You've got a very thin veneer on the top. So when you join those, if there's any discrepancy between them, you're either going to have a ridge there or you're going to sand it and you're going to burn through, right? And I, I would hate to see that happen. Mm. So get the right material to begin with. Fine. See if you can find a vendor that has 4 by 8 sheets of the material you want, and you'll be much, much happier. Much, much, much happier. Okay. I, Patreon, I don't know what's going on. Someone told us there's the, yeah. there's a lawsuit thing. As of now, no, Patreon's still there. We're still doing Patreon. We're operating as if we don't know that information. But we are also setting up uh, YouTube memberships, of, uh, hopefully yeah. within the week. Yeah, it'd be great if we have it for the next show. Yeah. Okay, anything else? We're going to head on over to the after show. <laughs> Everybody, I, I shouldn't have said anything. People who came to the show later mm-hmm. didn't hear the beginning. What's so the they're like, when we talked about the Patreon thing. Oh, So yeah. we're like, Patreon's defunct? What? No, 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 no. That was a throwback to a joke. <laughs> okay, anything else? Uh, I think that's it. I think we can wrap up the show. Okay. Say, Oh, and, and I'll let, um, with the questions that come in on Patreon, I pick a winner. I'll let them know there. So. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you for watching, yes. everybody. And remember, we do this every Friday, 9.30 our time, 11.30 Eastern, uh, 8.30 Pacific. And, uh, you know, we love talking to you guys. Yes. So come check us out. And uh, we'll see the rest of you uh, patrons in the after show. Hope you have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>